Jazz. Hey, Thank Milan. you for joining me for this conversation. It's great to be here and chatting with you in my office. <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant. I've been excited to do this for a little while. It's awesome. And then eventually one of the friends said, come on, let's... did you test that microphone out I gave you? I'm like, no, it's been in my cupboard for four months. <laughs> He's like, hey, let's go test it out. Yeah. So we did. Good. And I'm like, okay, this is not that bad. We can sit down and have a conversation. And it takes about 40 minutes and you don't even know what happened. You know, like, oh, nice. 40 minutes gone by. Nice. So that's not that hard to maintain a conversation. So I thought I'm going to put to work my plan with... Um, Doing a series with spiritual leaders of the Sunshine Coast. Wow. Is that what I am? That's how I see you, yeah. Okay, okay. How do you see yourself then? I don't know if I see myself as a spiritual leader as much as uh, someone that's been called here to the Sunshine Coast to serve the community. And so spiritually, that would be the one aspect that I feel like, you know, obviously that's the area that I'm, that I'm serving in. But there's, you know other areas that we serve in as well and so you know spiritual and and and, uh, and other things as well so yeah. so yeah yeah been here 11 years and uh i've known you for a few of those yeah at least okay that's interesting well i kind of thought that, that the broad um category would be like fitting a lot of different people like not yeah. only like uh, christian leaders or, or preachers but also um like the first nations yeah. maybe people like sure. there's brenda higgins that i really kind of been told by a few people that she would be yeah. a great person to talk to and i would I actually been to her birthday her oh, 90th yeah. birthday yeah. celebration yeah it was quite something yeah. yeah well you said spiritual leaders right yeah. so i mean that can encompass so many different that's what i'm people. intending you know yeah. you know i didn't want to put it like religious or anything like kind of sure. feeling a, thinking a broad yeah. That's been my experience, Mom. A lot of people are spiritual. Yeah. Less people are religious. Right. And there's a difference. Where do you stand with that? I definitely stand on the side of spiritual yeah. than religion, because generally speaking, religion has a bad rap. Right. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, you I think of religion, and you think, oh, this thing and that thing and this thing and that thing, and you kind of, uh, I don't know what I think about religion. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's kind of a big set of do this, don't do this. You can do this. Mm -hmm. oh, you probably shouldn't do this. You definitely better not do that or you're out of the religion. <laughs> right. So why do you think that is? Because, you know, I've been going to a church for a few months on and off. Nice. To Friends invited me to the church in Davis Bay. Yes. And I went out of curiosity. And I kind of go because I enjoy it. I think it's good for the kids mm -hmm. to have that community. And uh, I think going out of curiosity is the best way to go. Yeah. Right? Because sometimes people come with a critical eye or they're coming with, well, how does this fit for me? But if yeah. you're going with a curiosity, you're open to like, all right, well, let's see what this is about. I've been invited. Yeah. I'm going to just come with, you know, open hands and open mind to what is this about? And that was my experience a lot. Yeah. Like when I was 15. Really? Yeah. Like I came from a different spiritual That's right. faith tradition. I, That's right. I was born and raised as a Sikh. Sikh. Okay. Right? So yeah. Punjabi background, yeah. born and raised as a Sikh, went to the Sikh temple. You know, as much as a kid, you know, who's 15 and under, you yeah. know, uh, goes with their parents to the Sikh temple on a weekly basis trying to understand this faith. Yeah. Right? This faith tradition of Sikhism, which is very rich and it has all kinds of different facets to it and 
very my, my parents are, are strong Sikhs still yeah you know practice the faith and for me I walked into a church because I was like you invited yeah right by, by a, a classmate and uh, I was very curious right but I was also I had a guard up as well Right, yeah, you, you're thinking critically of what you're I was thinking critically, in the sense, like, you know, as much as a 15 and a half year old can go, well, I have a feeling like their shtick is all about just trying to get more people to join their club. Right. And I thought, well, if I catch a whiff of that, mm-hmm. I don't want anything to do with this. Yeah. Because that's just manipulation. Yeah. So I went, like, with an openness, but also that critical eye of, like, is anybody going to, literally, it was like, is anybody going to try to shove a Bible down my throat and be like, you need to have this right now? Yeah, yeah. And uh, and so I went. That didn't happen. Yeah. And so I thought one of two things. I thought, okay, either all of these people knew I was coming, and they're like, be super nice to this guy. We're trying to get him in the club. <laughs> or they were actually different. And so that's what attracted me was that curiosity and seeing, you know, it's one thing to talk. Yeah. It's another thing to actually do. So when this Christian church is in uh, North America, is it, are there like different branches or different, how do you call it? Is it somehow categorized in a way? Yeah, there's there's different, uh, I call them flavors, you know, yeah. there's different flavors, but then there's also, there's like the mainline church and then there's the evangelical church. And so I'll, I'll, I'll try to explain what I mean by that. Yeah. The mainline church would be like the very traditional, been around for a very, very, very long time, like the Catholic church or the Anglican church or United church. They, they'd be considered like mainline churches. Okay. Evangelical churches would be more churches that are, are like Baptist church, Pentecostal churches, like what we are, uh, Alliance church, you know, or, or this or, you know, that. Da, 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 da. So, so some of it is different, very different structure, right? So, in a, in a mainline church, you might find the robes, yeah. you might find, you know, the incense, and you might mm-hmm. find these kind of rituals that you kind of have to do. Yeah. Which for me align, and I'm not talking anyone down, but it's like it, that to me aligns more with like religion, because it's like okay, you got to come in, you got to do this action and that action, and you got to, you know do this and do that or, or you got to go and you got to talk to a priest yeah. right if you want to get you know absolution from your mm-hmm. sins or whatever the case is whereas in an evangelical church generally speaking uh, i can't speak on behalf of all evangelical church only the ones i know yeah you don't have to like nobody has to come to me as as the pastor of this church and go yeah. pastor does i need to confess to you so yeah. that you will forgive me we don't believe that we believe no you go straight to the source you go straight to jesus uh-huh. And talk to Jesus, yeah. right? So, yeah, like I'm a pastor. I'm here to, to, to work with people and encourage them and help them and equip them to do what they're called to do. Just yeah. like I'm, I'm doing what I'm called to do. People need to do what they're called to do, which we would say is a higher calling than just living for us, right? So I'm digressing a little bit, but yeah, yeah, the yeah. difference is, you know, so categories, you could say there's different flavors, right? So again, even within the evangelical churches, there's different flavors right you're going to have some that are you know they demonstrate they're a little more demonstrative you know like the music is different or you know they they do music or they're even in their speaking is different the the like and the preaching is different right, right. uh but it's all based on the bible as it, as it should be right in any any christian church if you talk about christian churches it should be based on the teachings of the bible right and jesus that's right. the focus yeah, yeah. this is really 
discover it's like a new discovery for me mm-hmm. because I was brought up Catholic and right. I grew up in a Catholic church and my experience you know it's uh, insignificant I would say mm. it's kind of like something I had to do right. and everybody does right and I would never call it a spiritual experience right you know? what, what, did you, you was it a, like a state run church? Yeah, yeah it state. Was, no, it was no. Catholic, Catholic church, Catholic. like run by Vatican. Catholic church, run by okay. a, in in the country that yeah. you, know, you were in. Yeah. Yeah. Poland is like super, you know, super Catholic, right? And Catholic church has a lot of power and a lot of influence on on how the country is organized and right. runs, and you know, politicians are involved, and sure, that's a huge, yeah always a polarizing topic like how church is influencing government's decision yeah. and such yeah so it's it just to me it's like that you said earlier like religion has this uh, uh, whiff of uh, manipulation right. you know and my I would you know I have this rule that I I generally try to see the best in everything that yeah. I consider that's good so if you like look at Catholic Church I think the initiative is genuine, yeah. and there is like this is the way for people to find the way so they don't feel lost in their life and have a purpose and then believe and whatever, whatever. Yeah. Um, but as most things that are revolving around power, um, it's depriving. Sure. So church is still in charge of people. Totally. People rule it, people run it, and then, yeah. you know, and, and people, the holiest people have, are still people. People can have bad motive motives. People yeah. can still do what they want to do, right? And yeah. so that's the truth of the matter is that there's no perfect person, I would say, other than Jesus was the only perfect person. And when I say perfect, I mean that he, he never sinned, which yeah. would be to do anything that offended God. Yeah. But anybody else that's ever been... That ever will be yeah. is not perfect, and so there's always a risk in any church, yeah. Milan. Like whether it's let's, you're talking about the Catholic Church or even any evangelical church. Like you know, I've, I've in my 20 plus years of being a pastor now, mm-hmm. um, I've served out of the 11 years I've been here. I've spent at least 10 of those years. I've also served as on our on our BC and Yukon, so provincial leadership mm-hmm. for our churches in BC. So you are a spiritual leader, see. Well, I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I hesitate to call myself that because yeah. I know myself. I look yeah. at myself in the mirror and go, boy, you can't spiritually lead yourself very well, so don't pretend like you're going to lead other people really well. Let's just be honest. Why, why do you, you can't lead yourself? Well, not, well, not the way I want to. Always. Right. So, do you have a mentor or somebody that you? Absolutely. Follow? Yeah. So, I, my my father-in-law. Yeah. He is a he's a pastor for like forty years. He's just retired recently, and he's you know I, I've been married for twenty uh, <laughs> seven years. Yeah. I, I might be off a little on that. Uh, you can ask Leslie. Oh, but um, uh, but he's been like a, another dad, like you know, like a real father to me figure in the sense of. A spiritual dad, and I mean, he mm-hmm. came from a rough background, mm-hmm. you know, and, and came to faith, mm-hmm. and his life changed. And mm-hmm. so he's a real down to earth guy, and so he's a, he's a mentor. I've got other friends that are older than me that have been in faith longer than me that are that are mentors that I appreciate their honesty. Like mm-hmm. to me, authenticity is mm-hmm. is really really crucial. I have no time for fake. I don't, and I don't I don't preach. Well, that. what if you don't know? 
Well, you don't know, you don't know, right? But, you know, I've got a good sniffer on me. Already? Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know, partly because of, you know, my other previous work to mm-hmm. prior to coming into church work. Okay, so, fair enough. So all, all of these things help. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's really interesting. So I was, I was considering, um, because of, it's really interesting that you have those two cultural backgrounds, so to speak right now yeah right you are very familiar with uh, the Sikh way and now you have very familiar with the sort of western what would you call it just western the, the western I guess if you want to call it the western Christian western way Christian way you know yeah I guess you could call it that yeah and I'm talking about the culture from that standpoint with we all are a part of certain culture yes you know it's very it's very uh, hard to pinpoint and describe the culture that the North American culture is. Sure. You know, it seems like the, the blend created something that's, I don't know if we can talk a bit about the culture. So, so then, so then um, faith yeah. of many kinds kind of creates that other yes. way of unifying people into yeah. those um, formations I guess you know? yeah you're right culture culture in Canada is the mix yeah right that is the culture like you know if someone would say well what's what's culturally Canadian yeah well we can say a few you know anecdotal things like maple syrup or beavers or, yeah. or yeah. moose you know yeah. like that's all Canadian but it's also you know Indian samosas yeah and you know uh pierogies and you know all of that stuff is it even though it's but it's cultural yeah and it's and it's it's stuff we've 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 not everyone but people value that we value the diversity now it doesn't always work perfectly because sometimes that diversity is in culture becomes very isolative so you really think that the 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 mix of cultures in itself creates a new culture like that I think it can. Really? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I think it can. If we're if we're open to that, because I always I've always believed that I can learn something from someone. Yeah. Right. I mean, your background is different than my background. Yeah. Well, I can learn. I, I have and can learn yeah. things from you. Yeah. That are valuable. That I might not get myself. That I might not pick up myself. No. Some of that is cultural because you have a different worldview and, and you come from a different background than I have. Right. right, you weren't born and raised in a small town in, in BC. Definitely not. Right. Yeah. So, so you know, in in our conversations, I can pick up and go, oh, okay, that's a different perspective. Interesting. What do I think about that? You know, cultural. Yeah, but ultimately, you will kind of take it as an experience, and that kind of broadens your horizons. But culturally, is still. I don't know if it's conscious or not. Mostly, it's not conscious. I think it's just how we are present in our environment and society. Mm-hmm. But um, I lost my track of thought quickly there. It's okay. Um, within the the fr- like we are within the frame, you know. Like I can uh, talk to you as a Christian pastor, right, and then go and talk to. Um, a rabbi, for example, yeah, right, and neither of those things will change my um, belonging or feeling or associating with a certain way in that sure. in that sense cultural. 
Yeah, so your frame is your frame, and that's your cultural framework that you grew up in. It's your cultural framework of your family of origin. I have the same thing. Yeah. But I'm, you're influenced, right? When you, you know, when you go and spend time with different people, and again, if you're, if you're open to like, well, I'm genuinely curious, mm-hmm. right? That's a good word. Yeah. It influences us. Yeah. Right. So I've been influenced by lots of different cultures. Yeah. Over over the years, and and that's been I think a good thing. If we're critical about going, is this good? Is this a helpful thing? Is this healthy? Is this positive? Because obviously, there's always negative things too that you can take from culture as well, right? That aren't going to be helpful. Yeah, like any experience. I kind of I've kind of thought about it like there's good experience and bad experience. You use it to. Yep. define your reality better and maybe increase your awareness in that sense sure. but um, that main train of thought that the path you're following or you know call it whatever yeah um, it's kind of it it's just becoming more clear thanks to this mm-hmm. you know like I, I can't imagine um, I mean I can't imagine that totally and that's when I think people do just change the culture consciously when say you chose to go the Christian way right and then somebody's a Christian and then they say oh I'm gonna you know practice Buddhism or something mm-hmm. and then take on everything that comes with that faith right. in that example right so it's not like uh, that kind of Christianity that I'm experiencing right now it's like okay well we're just all kind of normal people we all do the same thing in the culture but you know you guys just do the Jesus related stuff in church every Sunday, you know? Yeah. Like for like for me, it's following Jesus, you know, the Jesus stuff. Yeah. The the, the key difference and I think this is a, a, a something that defines faith in Jesus. And and perhaps it does in other religions as well, but or faiths. But I'll yeah. speak to, to Christianity. Jesus talks lots in the Bible about follow me. And it's not like, hey, let's hang out. Yeah, come and hang out with me when you're not at work, or come and hang out with me when you're not busy doing other stuff, and we'll, yeah. we'll have a good time together. Yeah, it's actually like no, like like surrender your life to me. Yeah, and, I gather that I'm actually experiencing that. Like I, I understand that now. People, this is the devotion and how you just choose that one way. Yeah, it's quite something that like you're still who amazing. you are. Yeah, but. It, instead of you being the center of your universe, yeah, you, you you make Jesus the center of your universe because God God sees the beginning and the end all at the same time. You and I do not. Mm-hmm. We see today. Yeah. We think we might have a good idea about tomorrow, but we don't really know mm-hmm. what tomorrow holds. So instead of being worried about tomorrow, and listen again, this is why I said I see myself in the mirror every day, and I go, boy. I still worry sometimes about tomorrow. I still worry about things. And yet the Bible's so clear and says, don't worry about tomorrow. Because mm-hmm. today's got enough to deal with in itself. Yeah. So don't waste your energy worrying about trust Trust me. Yeah. Jesus so that's the universal me. truth though, right? The whole being present and, you know. Yeah, you see that in a lot of different things. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Right? But the difference, I think, sometimes is that, you know, like your hope can be in, well, I hope things work out. I hope this this happens for me. I hope that, mm-hmm. but yet, you know, you see in, in, in Christianity, again, mm-hmm. what we're talking about, part of what we're talking about here, hope, it's not, I hope it works out mm-hmm. with Jesus. It's like, no, I have a solid hope. My, mm-hmm. I know, it's like a, I'm knowing. It's a, it's not, a, it's not a, I hope this works out. It's, I know 
who, who he is and I, I know who I am in, in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's a different certain certainty and hope. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. Like a few months ago, I kind of made that realize, realization about hoping for stuff. Right. And I figured hoping does not sound definite enough. If I'm hoping, I'm not committed. Well, that's more like wishing. Yeah, it's right. like wishing. So I've decided to, even, you know, when you like send somebody a text and you say, I hope everything's well, yeah. I would stop using the yeah. word hope altogether. Well, it's definition. You know? right? It's a different definition. Of yeah. And then, and then I had a f- chat with a friend about that, with the hope thing. And then how I thought the hope has a lot to do with expectations, you know, and it's not, it's not that it actually adds. And then we talked about it and I agree that. Saying that you hope for something shows that willingness, at least, yes. certain, like connected with certainty in a way that I hope, you know, I yeah. got this faith in it. And it's, yeah. it's something that's feasible. And you just said it. Yeah. Hope and faith, they go together. Yeah. Right? Like hope, faith is is hope, right? Like your your hope, you, you, have, you have to have faith to have hope. Yeah. Right? And faith is just believing something, something that you don't, you don't see it. You don't know that it's there for sure but you have faith to believe right that it is right so yeah, yeah, unless yeah. you had an interaction face-to-face interaction with jesus right you know you're you're you have faith to believe that well that's okay. the thing people have those a lot i do really appreciate about it the, it's interesting to see because like catholic church is nothing like this those kind of churches that we have here including yours it's like it's such different experience that I just appreciate a lot about those kind of churches. The, it's very open and not rigid at all. Yeah. You know, it's like, let's leave all the rigidity of the religion away and just focus on what it's about, you know? Well, and that, for me, is a big thing. Like, I, I, I know the Bible says Jesus came to set us free. Yeah. So if you're free, does that mean you're tied down to a bunch of do's and do nots? Yeah. No. In fact, the Bible talks about the fact that you can do whatever you want, but not everything that you do is going to be good for you. Yeah. And so, you know, learn from what the Word of God says. Yeah. And grow. And and, and have a long life. Yeah. And, you know, be, be a healthy person. You know, in your mind and in the spirit, and and I would even say physically, because the Bible even talks about. I mean, you're really into the physical, right? And that, you do that. And, wow, that's sure. I see know, why you're saying that. You know, what I'm saying that. You know, it's like, I mean, there's there's so much there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, talking about that, what does um, I feel like faith and churches and the gatherings they play a huge role in the society nowadays. And especially nowadays, when the cultural deconstruction, yeah, I, I like to call it deconstruction more so than transformation, mm-hmm. because, I, I don't know, I, my, my, my uh, gut feeling is, as a society, Western culture is not going in a good direction. Right? I, I would agree with you, Noah. Totally. So, I find hope in a places like this. And it's not just limited to Christian, right? All the places that have that um, universal truth being given to people, letting people focus on it, and then 
organizing life around it is this cultural mass that make you know like there is hope in that that their people will prevail and the good will prevail and people will stop like focusing on their dis- distractions and all the things that we know it's happening right now the the the, the hope is in this yeah because there is no other culture the end of individualization continuing and growing individualistic nature of our culture yeah. of our society it's unhealthy and you know i think we're going to see the, the 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 fruit yeah of that in the years to come with kids you know young people now who have been very very much in the social media generation yeah um i mean when i was you know younger that was not a thing right mm-hmm. and so you know i i i I know from having raised two kids that, that the social media uh, generation has really affected so many things. It's right? so not talked about. It's not. It's just so not talked about it's enough. enough. No. I wish the school, like my daughter went first year this year to a public school. I want to ask you about your school project. Sure. Um, and I mean, <laughs> it's not like it's appalling. But it's disturbing how much I, focus I, there is on stuff that's. I agree really with you, Milan. And you know, I I I went to public school, yeah. and I've encouraged people to go to public school in the past. I have a harder time suggesting that these days because I feel like so many things have veered off, way off mm-hmm. outside of the the venue of let's teach the fundamental stuff that kids need to learn, and and let's trust that parents can actually teach their kids the, the, the important things that they ought to teach their kids. Yeah. Not the school system. Yeah. Right? And that's that's where things have gone really sideways. Such a sensitive topic. It's know? a very sensitive topic. And it becomes political right away, so that's what we sure can stay can. away from that one. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's concerning. It's right? very concerning. Very concerning. Yes. And, oh, yeah. So... Your school that you guys want to open next year? Well, it's actually Christ the King. So yeah. Pastor Matt Rowan is yeah. something that he, you know, felt the Lord is God is putting on his mind as well, and and so we've been working together. But he's really spearheading. So Christ the King is spearheading that, but we're partnering with right, right. Okay. So so there actually used to be a Christian school in this building prior right. to my arrival here. Right. Within a few years of you know of my prior to my arrival, uh-huh. it had moved uh, from Gibson's to Davis Bay and. They at one point had done very well, and it was a, it was a strong, strong-running Christian school. Mm-hmm. But for various reasons, it kind of fell apart and disbanded, and they had shut it down. And mm-hmm. it was a tough thing. So recently, um, because of all of the different things that you've just mentioned, yeah. you know, there are many people that are even outside of the faith community who are concerned. Yeah. And rightfully so. A lot of people. A lot of people. And so the idea of alternative education models, right? So so I'll, I'll very quickly talk a little mm-hmm. bit about, because you know, we were just chatting about this yesterday, uh, yeah. Pastor Matt and I. But they're moving forward. We're moving forward together and saying, hey, let's, let's see if there's a desire for this uh, fundamental kind of uh, uh, Christian education, mm-hmm. right? That, that is, is talking about teaching kids. A, a worldview, because it's all worldview, right? Yeah. I mean, the, our current school system is teaching a worldview. Correct. Right? Yeah. Um, you know, any church you go to, any Christian church you go to is going to be sharing a Christian worldview yeah. in their teaching and preaching. They should be, like, yeah. that's the focus. 
So this is an alternative to, to parents that, that don't want their kids in the public school system being taught the things that they're being taught, which I would say, and it sounds like you're maybe saying as well, it's maybe not the best direction to be going in for society. Yeah. Um, this is an option, an opportunity for kids to be in a different type of environment where they're still being taught the fundamentals, but there's still going to be, there's going to be some morality that's being taught there as well. Yes. And also within the cultural significance of the, you know, right. that it's very consistent. Yes. You know? Yeah, that's consistent. Yeah. Um, I, I'm a strong, strong believer that, you know, strong marriages, and this is why I've been doing weddings for over 20 years, yeah. and I won't do, I will not do a wedding. I yeah. have not, and I will not do a wedding yeah. unless there's pre-marriage counseling. Why? And it doesn't have to be done with me. It's not yeah. some kind of, you know, this is a great opportunity for me to get somebody sucked into my program. Yeah, yeah. I don't care who you do it with, but it has to be done because marriage is challenging. Yeah. Marriage is difficult. Any marriage of any length these days is like, wow, well done. Right? So you're serious. So that's your requirement. That's my requirement. Nobody told me I had to do that. Yeah. I chose to do that because when I got married, I went through peer marriage counseling. Yeah. And I'm so glad I did. Because without it, it would have been very difficult. And my point is, is that, you know, not that it's been perfectly easy and good. Like, we've gone through all kinds of tough, tough times and challenges and yeah. continue to. That's life, right? Mm -hmm. Life is like that. Well, marriage is no different. But my point in saying this is that I want to see marriages healthy because healthy marriages can help towards having healthy families. And healthy families, in turn, can help to having healthy communities that's amazing and healthy communities um, like as we continue you know down that train of thought mm -hmm. healthy communities create healthy countries yes yeah, right societies societies yeah. so so i you know even though this is a small church yeah i look at hey i want to help any anybody in our community they don't have to and i have spoken with many couples mm -hmm. who have needed help who are not people who go to my church yeah. Because I'm not here just to work within the walls of this church. I'm here to be in this community yeah. on the Sunshine Coast or beyond. Well, I think it's a great thing to do personally. I actually, I don't know, a few weeks ago it must have been that, you know, because <clears throat> I've been married for 10 years over. Excellent. And it's been, uh, been uh, you know, quite a ride with a lot of ups and downs and stuff. But at the end of the day, you know, today we're still together and... Um, that thought came to me. I'm like, why don't parents, or maybe it's just my experience, but I think it's more common than that because if my parents haven't done it, then I'm sure a lot of other parents also didn't tell the kids what, how to be in a marriage and how to do it in a way so that it's lasting and what to look after, apart from all those cliche rules like, oh yeah, you know, you have to talk to each other and all that stuff. Sure. There's more more dynamics to it, you know? And yeah. What are, the, what are the boundaries? How to talk? Like, all of it. That should come well, from your... from your. I, I, I look at it this way. I mean, Milan, I grew up in a culture where arranged marriage is normal. I know. That's right. right. So, yeah. so, I mean, this is a whole other story if we get into, but mm -hmm. I mean, I, I had RCMP on standby at my wedding to be prepared to come over if there was a problem. Why? Because there were threats. Really? Yeah. I have threats that our, you know, our wedding may not go forward. Really? Yeah. Okay. So that's a whole different story to get yeah. into, culturally speaking. But, you know, I know couples who just kind of, you know, in their marriage, they just kind of put up with each other. And I think to myself this, like, why? 
Yeah. What a waste. Mm-hmm. Why, why would you do that? Why would you want that? And, and people don't invest into their marriages, mm-hmm. right? So invest into your marriage, like invest into your marriage. You know, we do a lot of work pre-marriage, mm-hmm. dating and, you know, courting, mm-hmm. doing all these things. But That's for right. some reason, you know, life gets busy or you have mm-hmm. kids or for guys, sometimes it's that, well, check that off the list. I've got yeah. my wife. Yeah, yeah, Good. Yeah. On to other things, business, yeah. you yeah, know, yeah. got to buy that house or whatever the case is. Important yeah. things. Yeah but not at the neglect of our spouse. Hmm. That's great. Yeah. I'm really excited to have learned that actually, because, um, my one, one of my questions, uh, regarding what does society need today? And what are the reasons for it? Right. You know? So I think you just answered that actually. Like from at least one aspect, right? Obviously, there's so many different aspects to the societal yeah. Yeah. values, but that is a huge one. It's you know, a huge, healthy it's a huge, marriage and healthy yeah. family. Healthy and and who's gonna who's gonna do like? We, we, I think we put too much trust, or uh, maybe trust is the wrong word because that's been really destroyed over the last few years. But faith mm-hmm. in government, right? That government is gonna fix yeah. this problem. Government's gonna fix that problem by printing more money and throwing it at it. And don't get me wrong, I, I, I do actually believe government is does good things, yeah. right? And they do plenty of not good things. Well, we should hope so. I mean, the we, we should somehow. Yes, yeah. exactly. But but there's certain things that you, you can't leave to the government to, to have healthy communities or to have healthy marriages or healthy families. Yeah. That's not up to the government. That's up to, to, to I'd say, us as communities. So that, that's why, for me, the church is not just for people who come to church. The church should be in a healthy way, right? Again, keeping in mind it's people. And anytime you put people together, there's mm-hmm. there's always the, yeah. the chance that things could go wrong. Yeah. But in the ideal situation, the church is a place that's that's a lighthouse on a hill. That's that's not only a warning, but it's also a beacon yeah. that, that can help people of any background in some way. Right? Yeah. I think that's an important thing. So you know that tolerance of religions one another to one another, you know, um, that coexisting of different faiths. <clears throat> yeah, Muslim and and Hindi and Buddhist and all that. Um, that coexistence is it with coexistence? Do you respect? A different faith as a legitimate way to lead their life well and good and have values that could align with mine and just do it differently or do you tolerate it but you know it's wrong well I'll be very very honest with you yeah. and in being very honest I would That's say the that, that there is there is only there is only one way yeah so the popular thing to say yeah in our society is there are many ways that lead to God. Yeah. This is this is called the offense of the gospel, and the gospel being the good news message. Right. The offense of the gospel is that Jesus is the only way. Yeah. So while there are many other ways, and again, I came from a different on, faith background. It's it's an offense to the gospel that Jesus is the it's, only. That's way. the offense of the gospel. Of the gospel, right? So people get offended. Yeah. Especially in today's culture. Yeah. And I've had it happen here. People yeah. got offended that you say, well, 
there's no other way. The Bible, I'm not making this up. The Bible says it. Yeah. So either if you if you believe the Bible is what it is, yeah. then the Bible says there is no other way to God but through the Son, through Jesus. Yes, right? I've learned that. That's that's the belief. Right. Yeah. And so, so I've had people get offended by that. Yeah. They don't like that. They they want they want the other way that says, well, all all paths lead to heaven. Right. All paths lead to God. And so that's why I say to you, there are many, many spiritual people, yeah. right? And, and, and that, like, that can be wrapped up in all kinds of different things. But the Bible also talks about the wide road and the narrow road, right? right? The wide path that many, many will go down and then a narrow pathway, a narrow road that leads to life. That's like the highway. Hmm? The highway. The, the narrow road is the narrow path, right? Yeah. That, that not many people will choose to walk down that path. But the easy way is the wide path, right? The wide path says, oh. everything's okay, everything's good, just be a nice person and, and you're fine. Right. But the narrow path, again, this is, this is from the, straight from the Bible, yeah. it's, it says, no, there's, there's a way, and that's, that's the, I, I surrender my life to God. Yeah. I, 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 I look at other people as more important than myself. Like these are the ideals that the Bible talks about. These are what we're working towards. Okay. So how how would you describe that um, feeling? Um, let's assume that faith is some sort of conviction, right? Would you would you could you say that that faith is some sort of conviction? Yeah, that you convinced that what you believe in is oh true. that you have convictions. Yes, yeah, so you have convictions. Absolutely. Yes, yeah, right? so you can have convictions. So if you have those convictions, what is the ultimately like a uh, observable result of those convictions or person being faithful and let's say let's assume that uh, the way to salvation is only for Jesus right? sure um, what are the symptoms of that observable well that person what would they, what would like yeah, generally yeah, what, the life of a person sure, like sure, that sure. looks like yeah. so so we we call it the fruit Right. And again, that's from the Bible, right? So, yeah. so you know, you can't get good fruit from a bad tree. Yeah. You can only get good fruit from a good tree. Right. Right. Bad tree is going to produce bad fruit. Right. Right. So, so if your roots, let's use the tree analogy. If your roots are deep in Jesus, yeah. in God, in, in, in following the way of Jesus, then that tree is going to produce a fruit. Every tree produces fruit of some sort, right? or a fruit tree. Every fruit tree produces fruit of some sort. Yeah. Right? But you don't expect an orange tree to produce apples. No. Right? It's going to produce oranges, right? So so what is the evidence of convictions and faith, which is what you were just saying? I believe it's it's good fruit. Mm-hmm. Right? So that and that's, people? Uh, no, no. Not necessarily good. Like, what's good? Right? Who's good? No one's good. But but there's... We, know what, no, we, we, do, we, we do know what good is, though. We have an idea of what good is, but okay. based on what? What's your what's your baseline, right? So we can say, well, I'm good because I give money to the charity. I'm good because I help at the food bank. I'm good. Well, that's not what makes a good person. Some people think that. Really? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. They feel I, good I about themselves, maybe, they for do. doing that. And that doesn't make them a good person, necessarily. But based on who's... Where, like so again, I'm getting back to what I'm, uh, the point I'm trying to make is: what's your what's your baseline? What's your foundation? Well, so what is the baseline? Is for Christians the baseline Jesus? The baseline is the teachings of the Bible. Okay, that's, well, that's, that's the a, yeah. So that's that's pretty clear. What right. it is? So the fruit again would yeah. be 
how do you live your life? So the fruit is like, you know, are you, um, are you, are you helping people in need? Are you, are you sharing um, of, of the gifts that God has given you to help and serve people? Because Jesus came not to be served, he came to serve. And he told us, if you're a Christian, that you have to serve. That's part of following me and being like Jesus is to serve people. So fruit would be, how do, you, how do we serve people? How do we help people? How are we, how are we presenting the, the, the good news again right, right. Uh, to people around us? So not just in what we say, but in what we do. Right. Right? Because again, talk is cheap. Right. Right. And again, it's a learning process and it's a growth process and it's hard. It's not easy. That's why the road's narrow. Right. Right. Because when you call people down the narrow path, it's like, wow, that's, that's hard. So, but potentially you could be a, a Jewish and also serve. Sure. So that makes you a good person. That, that, that could be, yeah, you're helping out, you're, you're helping people, you're good. Yeah. Right. So their life and the quality of their life, considering the faith and then committing to serve yeah. and spread a good word and could have the same like yeah you, it's you, the it's the starting point Mom, because yeah. the bible says that no one no one is is good right like so there's nobody that's born good right, right? that's the that's the belief that's the belief yeah right so so if that's the idea that 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 hey you know we we have to come to this place of of be getting into a right relationship yeah with god a, a relationship that was broken right because of the fall of, of mankind yeah you know if you go back to genesis and you read some of the story of adam and eve and all of that yeah. if you if you you know follow them believe yeah. that yeah. then you go oh, okay so and then jesus ultimately coming to to redeem and save right that's like the salvation piece yeah. right all mankind right from humankind from that broken relationship Right, so that reconciliation between God and man, so so that's like again your baseline, right? Is going well, okay. So if I've surrendered my life, so yes, I can do all kinds of good things. Does it make me a good person? Um, again, it's, what's your definition of good? Right. So you don't believe that there's like a maybe I'll start this way. I I believe people ha, have lost today. Hmm the entombment with themselves okay right like they don't really listen to the body they don't really listen to this to the soul mm. like they don't really listen to the mind they use it on a very kind of uh pragmatic level mm -hmm. but not actually trusting their own feelings mm. you know like that that's that disconnection between you know inherently what's good. Yes. I'm a believe. big believer in that. I, I believe that too. I think even if you um, say you've done something bad mm -hmm. and you and nobody will ever know and you can justify doing that by all means, sure. you will still know that it was bad. Yeah. Even you can intellectually justify it. Right? Yeah. So, so to me that is the... the I would say to you that is the fact that we're made in the image of God. And the Bible again talks about that every person's made to know good from bad, right yeah. from wrong. That we, we inherently, as you just said, yeah. I agree, that we do know what is what is right and wrong. 
Yeah. Right. And so we again, we can do good things, or we can be in tune, or out of tune, or pay attention, or not pay attention. In fact, I would say this: I think that we very much focus on on the mental, the emotional. We yeah. very much focus on the physical, yeah. and 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 very rarely do we focus on the spiritual, which I would say are the three main components of a person: yeah. emotional, spiritual, and physical. Right. So we, we're good at focusing on, on two. Maybe, you know, from what you're saying, you're like, well, maybe not so good. Right. Yeah. We're not paying as much attention as we should. Yeah. But I would suggest that even without that third piece, yeah. spiritual, that you're, you're missing a massive component yeah. of your personhood and where you should, we should be paying attention to as well. So, yeah, we should pay attention 100%. to our emotions. We should pay attention to what our body is saying. You know, when we're having a hard time, we're going, man, I'm just going to ignore this. Yeah. You know, physically, or I'm having a hard time mentally. I'm just going to ignore this. We know generally that doesn't really lead anywhere good. Yeah. Right. And particularly if we're ignoring spiritually, I mean, that speaks to so many different things. You know, why does the Bible say don't worry? And it says, because worry never added a day to anyone's life. No. That speaks to me physically as well. Right. So worry, we know worry leads to sickness. Yeah. Right. So that's a physical uh, result. Yeah. You know, of a of an emotional, yeah. but yet in this context, I'm saying even spiritual, right. you know, it's all linked together. It seems like the spirituality is in place to put your emotions in check. Help you, direct you know? them in a, in a better way. Yeah. yeah. Just stay safe. Yeah. But I would agree. I think you're right. We're, we're not in, as we don't pay as much attention as we should. That's even, I think this is an understatement. I think, um, we deliberately squash it down. Why do you think we do that? Um, I yeah, I'm not sure why, but I I would say, and I've been told that by not numerous people, but I've heard it in like weird occasions. You know, like somebody would say, "Yeah, I'm not, st- I'm staying away from the church. I'm not into all this, you know, Jesus mumbo jumbo or something." You know, like, and I'm like, "Wow, it's so apparent." and most commonly comes from people who are successful and well off. Right. Which is confusing to me too at the same time. So that disconnection and the deliberate like pushing the spirituality away as something that's not worth bothering with seems to be kind of put on us by whatever the trend now is in the society, sure. you know? Well, I, I also believe, on that there's there's something called spiritual warfare or spiritual battles that are right. going on that we don't see. Yeah. Now, that might sound really mumbo-jumbo and like, what are we, I, what are we no, getting No, I into? totally agree. Yeah. Right? So, there's, I believe that there are spiritual things that are going on around us because I do believe in heaven and I yeah. do believe in hell and yeah. I do believe in angels and I do believe in demons. Yeah. Right? I believe in God. I believe in Satan. Like, those are real things. Yeah. I believe in that. Yeah. So there's things going on that we, they're outside of our vision. We don't see them. And there's a pull and there's a, a battle going on for, for each and every single person. There's a great story in the Bible about a rich young ruler. Mm-hmm. This rich person who, who knew all this stuff about Jesus. He comes up to Jesus and he says, hey, I've done all these things. Mm-hmm. What do I need to do to you know, be in your good books? And Jesus, because he's Jesus, he sees beyond just what he's saying. And he sees this guy's heart and he goes... You need to sell everything you have and give it away and then come follow me. Mm-hmm. And this guy says, he says he went away sad. Like he's mm-hmm. like, I can't do it. Yeah. And then he says to his followers, he says, you know, it's harder for a, a you know camel to go through the eye of a needle or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of, yeah. And they're like, what on earth is he talking about, right? Yeah. But the point is, is like, 
yeah, it's it's hard for people who in our culture who have a lot. And, and let's be realistic here. Mm-hmm. I always remind people that, like, let's think globally. Don't mm-hmm. just think about it in your little microcosm of, you know, BC or Canada. Globally speaking, we're all really wealthy mm-hmm. compared to many, many people outside. Oh, yeah. you know, even our, even people who are not well up here in our in our society mm-hmm. are are quite well up comparatively speaking. Yeah. And so, you know, in a rich society, there isn't a great desire to to submit to anybody, to surrender to anything. It's it's all about build, 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 have, have, have. Yeah. And you know, he who you know has the most toys in the yeah. end wins, kind of thing, right? Like yeah. that type of mindset and mentality. It's the opposite of what Jesus was telling this guy, right? Right. Now, there's nothing wrong with you have to live, and there's nothing wrong with things. But where do those things? Uh, wh- what's their priority in your life? Mm-hmm. Are they more important than do we live for people? things, or do we have things to help us? Yeah, live? things break all the time. <laughs> you know, they break down. You got to maintain that. I mean, I, we, you know, our kids just moved out of out of the house, mm-hmm. and you know, so Leslie and I did a cleanup. You know. Oh. We took 300 pounds worth of stuff out of our house to the dump, you know, and it was like, gosh, really? Yeah. 300 pounds of stuff? Yeah. You know, because I was more curious when we went to the weigh scale and I said, hey, just how much stuff do you have? 300 pounds? Yeah. Wow. That's just garbage stuff. Yeah. It's like we have so much junk and clutter and stuff, but it's human nature. We're all hoarders. Human nature, man. Yeah. Human nature, and and you know. So I mean, so I, I, I can I turn? Can I draw back? Like I know yeah, this yeah. is your interview. But no, no, you go ahead. Can I draw back? You, you're talking about, you know. I, I said, why do you think people do that? Squish down, push down that mm-hmm. stuff. Can I ask you, like, per, like personally, like, have, like, why? If I was to ask you, why have you ever done that? Squash the spirituality. Uh, even let's not even just say the spirituality, but like, the, like the, the being intuitive, listening. You know, to your, to your like a hundred percent. So why? I'm just curious. Why would you say? Why it was you... my upbringing? Okay, okay. I think it was my upbringing. What? Like, what do you mean? Can you unpack that for me? Um, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm moving into pastor yeah. counseling. Over it's, here. it's okay. I'm just yeah, curious. Yeah. I'm happy. I'm, um, my uh, yeah, like you brought up Catholic, but my dad was always like a. Um, he would call himself atheist. Okay. And he was in the army. Yes. In the communist Poland. Yeah, I remember yeah. he was a soldier. Before, yeah. You know? And then my mom was in this from a very Catholic family. And he was this family that was like doing all the Catholic rituals, but they're not really believing people or anything. Right. And I was influenced by that. And I was sure. like, I turned myself away from Catholic Church very early on. Right. And it was all kind of silly. And I kind of always thought of it as a way of just controlling people you know so yeah so i was just gotcha. ag- against it sure. from the upbringing and then slowly like as i'm you know i'm almost 40 now and in the last 20 years it was like a slow discovery process of like oh yeah like the intuition is there that i need to get in tune with that side and there's all that side to me that i would i would just ignore right before like not really pay attention okay. and so, there was nobody who would point me in that direction either right. you know so uh, a lot of ways my wife I too mm. did point me in those directions you know hey yeah. I'll tell you um, spouses yeah they can help us in so many ways right if we're willing well, to listen you know my relationship is pretty volatile but at the end of the day I believe that 
uh, we are with the person that we are with because we have to learn. We have a lesson there to learn. And it will be a struggle for as long as you haven't learned that lesson. I'm with you. I, I, I would agree with you on that. I think there are definitely things where we can, you know, I think marriage again, I know we're jumping around a bit, but marriage I feel like is, it's the place where we should be practicing what we believe yeah. first. Yeah. Right? I often will say this as a pastor, my first church is my family. Yeah. And so I cannot neglect my wife or my family um, by putting all my effort and energy into my work, mm-hmm. right? Because I have to be faithful there first. Now that doesn't mean it has to be perfect. That's got to look like, no, that's not what I'm talking about, but it's like, are you present? Are you there? And I mean, you can translate that into work, right? Like, you yeah. know, how many, how many people are workaholics and spend way too much time, you know, away from their families? Now we got to work. You have to work. Mm-hmm. Otherwise you're going to be depending on the government to to help you. And and no, we have, you know, one of the the things that I learned growing up in my Sikh culture, and my dad told me this, was God gave you two hands uh, to work with. Work hard. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, don't be lazy. Yeah. Right? Don't be lazy. lazy. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's something we can fight, right, in all kinds of different ways. But... Why but my my so point is again in marriage, right? In marriage, it's like, hey, don't let's let's you know let, let's work together in marriage. Let's let's you know strengthen things. Yeah. Um, so why do we, why do we not do it? You know, see, like even in our little community, like the number of uh, couples that break up, sure, and the number of single parents, yeah, it's like to me, it's quite staggering. It's, it's an epidemic, you know. It's like so many, yeah, and I and I see like a very very direct connection with the the cultural lacking, and where it you know it be uh, through faith or otherwise, but the cultural need for for parents to understand their value of what they put up forward into the next generations you know if we come together as a couple who wants to ultimately learn from each other right and then create as good much good as possible or whether we just obsessed with our own personal happiness you know like the the relationship of sacrifice and the benefit of it and how the balance bill between that to not to not get pulled in one direction or the I mean, other too far. I, I, you're right. I, I think the big thing here is is that sometimes it, it's the blind leading the blind. Yeah. Right. If you don't expand your circle of people, like so, so I'll, you know, I kind of alluded to this earlier. Having people around you, even in marriage, who are other couples that are ahead of you, call it ahead in terms of tenure and time mm-hmm. in their marriage, but even health. You know, like we had people around, we have and, and had and have still people around us where we're like, I, I, I like what I see mm-hmm. and I want to learn from people that are, are, you know, help, you know, hopefully it's authentic and it's real. It's not just this facade yeah, yeah. and that happens sometimes you're like, Oh, okay. It's not as, as real as I thought it was. Right. right. It's, it's a, it's, well, a, it's yeah. a put on. But then there's like, no, okay, you know, you you start to figure out, okay, this is real, this is not. So having people around, so so part of the issue, 
to why we, you see what you see today, I think is that a, you know it, it comes back to kind of that pushing down, mm-hmm. and that I don't want to I don't want other people around me to see that I'm having a hard time in my marriage. In fact, social media makes it even worse, right? Because every picture you see out there is happy, 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 perfect, perfect, yeah. perfect, perfect, or it's the classic other end of the spectrum. Yeah. You know, hey, you need to hate you know this and that and this. I can't believe this, and I'm just going to load. Mm-hmm. And it's this un- very, again, very unhealthy, you know, uh, public sharing of things where it's like, don't get, get, like, get help. Get help if you need help. A. Mm-hmm. B, surround yourself with people that, that you think, hey, I, I, I wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind having that kind of marriage. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever. Again, knowing that everyone's different and every, yeah. every couple is different. Every, every person is different. Yeah. So every dynamic, the dynamics can be different. But again, it's, it's, and invest into your relationships. And so, when you don't invest in, and you're closed off, and you don't, you're not sharing openly with people that you feel like you can trust, and you know it's always a risk, right? Mm-hmm. Anytime you open up to somebody, there's a risk that you're going to get burned. Mm-hmm. So you can either choose to take that risk that you might get burned, or you say, "I'm not going to take a chance at all," or "I've been burned before, mm-hmm. so I'm not going to even bother starting that." Right? Yeah. Now you're closing yourself off, and so it all just lends to dysfunction. I mean. You know, that whole COVID season, the marriages blew up. They did. Yeah, they did because of people were together more. They, yeah. they weren't, you know, out doing this and that. And all of a sudden, things that were cracks in marriage yeah. turned into massive canyons. Is that right? I, I, I believe that. I mean, statistically. No, that's, I'm, I'm curious to hear about it. But I'm, I'm just thinking, you know, my experience is the opposite. Right, yeah, and for some, you I'm know, sure, I'm sure it brought people together too. You know, like that time, especially that first two months when everybody was just sitting at home. Yes, like my family life blossomed. Right, essentially, you know, that's awesome. That was great because we like never spent time that much time together, and yes. now we actually get to enjoy each other's yeah. company. You yeah. Know? yeah, so that was pretty interesting. But I can imagine how those little problems that arise suddenly are magnified by too much time together. Yeah, things nobody that nobody really willing to work on that. Yeah, things that aren't checked. They're yeah. not, they're not acknowledged. It's not like, hey, let's get to the bottom of what's going on here and that's hard work. Yeah. I sit with couples in here sometimes in yeah. my office where I, I explain to them this. Picture a, a real big messed up ball of yarn. Mm-hmm. Like of, of you know, knitting yarn. Yeah. Big knot. Well you, you wanna you know, you wanna try to undo that. Mm-hmm. Because the real problem is at the very center of this thing. There's all these other things that have caused knots and all these things, and it's all piled on top of each other, and it's turned into this big mess. Mm-hmm. But it's hard work, but it can be done. Mm-hmm. And I believe with God's help, mm-hmm. it can be done. Yeah. Because God can show you, God can show you, hey, here's an area I didn't think about, that I need to look at this, and it'll help to undo some of those those knots to get to the core issue. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. I believe that. Yeah, it's hard work. Some some people want to do the hard work. Some people don't. Yeah, but it's that's hard. That's do you think that? So I can totally see how spirituality can make it. Uh, you can make spirituality appealing to people and present certain ideas in a spiritual fashion so that people respond to it. But really, it's just a bit of a uh, decoy of sort. I, I try, here's my take on things. I try to share with people. So there's, there's different ways. I mean, we know, you know, from history and we know that there are certain things that, you know, again, talk about faith in Jesus or Christianity or the Bible is not for. Mm-hmm. And there are people that run around with picket signs and they run around with 
doing protests and I do all those things. Um, would Jesus be at any of those things? I don't know. I if asked he was somebody the other day. We right. were talking about that. I'm like, do you think Jesus? I I don't think no. he would be because no. based on what I read yeah. of his life, yeah. he could have done those. He could have organized all loads of people to go. Right. Hey, let's go and. But he didn't do that. No. He said, I'm here to do the business of my father in heaven. Yeah. Which is bigger than... Because the people of that time even thought, Jesus, okay, we believe you are who you are. You're the Messiah. Yeah, yeah. You're the king. Yeah. And so you're here to get rid of these Romans and give us back our land. Right. And he's like, you guys are, are really short-sighted. You're only looking at just what you see. I'm here for a way bigger reason than that. Yeah. And so... I believe that we should be sharing with people what God is for. Yeah. Not just what he's against. Right. Right? Like, God wants to have strong marriages. Marriage is something that, that God blesses. Yeah. It's a good thing. I love talking to couples who are interested in getting married, who are not of any faith background. Uh-huh. Maybe they've been living together for a long time. Yeah. And and one of the questions I'll always ask them, not because I'm like, well, tell me why. It's because I'm really curious. Why are you choosing to get married now? And they'll usually say, like, hey, you know, we just feel like we want to make that commitment now. Or, you know, we've lived together for so many years and we're having a child and we just want to, you know, for... And I, I'm always like, well done. Like, yeah. that's fantastic. You know, I mean, you may or may not know this, but like the institution of marriage, more people live together than get married. Right? And nowadays. Nowadays. And have for a long time. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Like, like common law, you yeah. know, is much more uh, of a regular thing than, than marriage. I mean, I, unless the stats have changed over the last number of years, I believe that that's the case, right? Well, yeah, because, again, that would kind of point you in the direction of turning away from spirituality, too. You know, so and, and commitment. Commitment. Right? Because people yeah. are, you know, I'd rather have my options open. You know, uh, sometimes people say, well, what if I don't love that person anymore? Yeah. You know, I don't want to be stuck in a marriage relationship. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's like, well, where's, where's our commitment? Uh, so, anyways, yeah. I find it very interesting, and I'm always encouraged, like when people, because I do believe that's a, it's a godly thing, it's a good thing, and when we say, you know, in marriage before God, mm-hmm. you know, we acknowledge like God, you can make what what is, what is one thing and, and another thing come together to make something stronger. Right? right. So, so acknowledging God in, in the midst of that union. So that thing came to my mind right now. But and if you think if you think it's controversial and we shouldn't talk about it for some reason, that's fine. I think it's okay because it's weird times we live in. But according to like Christian faith, do like same sex marriages is a thing or not? So if you want to go according to the Bible, yeah, right, which is what Christianity should be based on, it is not. Yeah. Now people make all kinds of different interpretations of that. Right. right. And they say, oh, well, it's not really this way, or that was written wrong, or this or that. And you can, people have that belief. And I, you know, it is what it is. People believe all kinds of things about all kinds of things. Right. Yeah. And so you can take the Bible and, and you can study the Bible. And, and there are lots of theologians. So theologians are people who spent, you know, all kinds of time yeah. studying theology. And they can come up with all kinds of different things. Right. And say, mm-hmm. well, hey, you know, based on this verse and this verse and this verse, it means this. Or, well, you know, another guy looks at it and says, well, based on this verse and this verse and this verse, it means this. Yeah. Right? Okay. But in certain things, you know, you can call them debatable things. Yeah. But in other areas, you go, no, that's not debatable. Right? right. So I would say, suggest, my opinion, based on what I read in the Bible, that yeah. 
um, know that it's not something that is is uh, okay with God. Now, right. I mean, in our culture today, that that stuff that gets you canceled or whatever, whatever. Right. I, don't, I don't worry too much about that. It's yeah. like, no, it's hey, we've you know, you believe what you believe, and either you believe what the Bible says or you don't. And we can never twist, you know, scripture to fit what we want it to fit in our context. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's uh, yeah, it's brutal how it's been politicized and how it's so hard to talk about this kind of stuff. It's like, unfortunate, yeah. man. Like that, I feel like Canada wasn't like that before, yeah, and it's I become more like that. Where it's like, well, boy, boy, you, you know, you better not. But again, if we're worried about what people are going to think about us, again, it, it, we should not hate people. I, yeah. I totally, Absolutely I disagree not. with hating yeah. people. That's wrong, yeah. right? But I also disagree with saying, well. If you uh, don't agree with something that someone believes, that you now hate them. Yeah. Right? Just because you don't agree with something that someone else believes doesn't say, mean that you hate them. Say, like, from my my standpoint, for example, with that, it's not an issue really. With just that kind of aspect of the marriage institution, I understand that Jesus is love. Uh, God is love. God is love. Which Jesus, Jesus is, is, is part of the Trinity. You know? yeah. yeah. So God is love. Yes. And a lot of a lot of different spiritual paths say the same thing. Yeah. That is love. And through devotion, love is what we become. So if I'm devoted to God, to love, I'm becoming a loving person all around. Not just to my wife, you know, or just to certain people that I like, but you generally live that loving mm-hmm. uh, life, right? And because of that alone, if somebody finds that that love between another man is genuine and makes me a good person, and I want to follow that path, it seems like why would God? Our Bible be against it, mm-hmm. right? Well, can I can I ask this question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is your again baseline of love? Okay, what is it? Oh, I would say my baseline of so when we say God is love, yeah, right. We go okay. Well, what you know? Let, I, I've used this in my messages before. I say, hey, I love ice cream. Yeah, I love my car. Yeah. I love my child. I love my wife. Yeah. There's a big difference between I love ice cream and I love my wife, right? The intensity of it may be different. But even like different in like I don't want to, <laughs> I shouldn't want to embrace ice cream like I embrace my wife. Right? Not the same way. Like <laughs> that would be weird. Right? There's a different intensity. I give ice cream love. Yeah. But... There's a but different my, depth of love for the person. Right, but my point is, is that that, that in the in the Bible that there's at least three or four different uh, words for love yeah. in the original text. Okay, and so what you and I use the same word. Yeah, I love ice cream. Yeah. I love my child. Hebrew has different words. Greek and Hebrew have different words, and so you know, there's in love there in the word love when it's related to God, yeah. it's not the same word. That you know, there's also another word, eros, right, mm-hmm. which is love that is more sexual. Yeah. It's not that yeah. at all, not even remotely close. To that yeah. the love of God, yeah. right, is is a sacrificial kind of love. And so God sent His only Son, 
because he's loved the world. Okay. So there's a sacrificial love. Yeah. And so our basis of love is not I get to do what I want so I feel good and da 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 da. No, it's because, you know, and why do we, in marriage, love deepens. You, you, you know, oh, I don't feel like I love that person anymore. Mm-hmm. That's a different love. Mm-hmm. But real, genuine, true love mm-hmm. is deep and it perseveres. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, again in the Bible it talks about, you know, love is not envious. Love doesn't, you know, isn't jealous. Love, like there's a depth there. How mm-hmm. easy is it for us to get jealous? So it, it can be easy. Mm-hmm. But yet, you know, so it's, so it's our, our baseline of what love is. So when we say God is love and we look at that framework of, well, you know, why would God, you know, da 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 da, we have to go back to saying, well, you know what is that? What what is what is God's love? Right. If God's love was to send His only Son to die on behalf of humanity that He created, so that a relationship could be made right, there was there was pain and death and resurrection and battle, all these things that happen. Like there's that's so, wouldn't thing. serving then be that love? You know, like yeah. serving is love. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like I, I, love, if I, I love someone by serving them. Yeah. Sure. By sacrificing my myself, time, my time and one my energy, to be my there finance, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Like that is that, that would is be love. a definition of love. Yeah. Or yeah. or, you know, no greater love. The Bible says no greater love uh, a man has than, than to lay his life down for someone else. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, yeah. You know, to save No, hundred percent. It has to come from love. What else would it be? It's not like yeah. I want to be famous, so I'm going to sacrifice But that's sacrifice, sacrifice right? That's sacrifice. Yeah. And sacrifice is different than I just want what I want. That's not love. Or I want it because I feel good. I want that because I love that. Okay, but I could sacrifice myself for myself, for my own self-love. But no. that's just being selfish then, right? No, I get it. I mean, we but need to love ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. we need to show care for ourselves. Yeah. No, but I'm just saying, say you, you pick, say, your career as something that you love. Sure. You know, because it makes you, I don't know, makes you a lot of money, it makes you happy and gives you stuff that you want. And you know that in order to get all those things, you need to sacrifice something else. It's like you don't have family, you don't hang out with friends, you don't go partying, you don't go do other things, you just immerse yourself. That's what you're giving yourself over to. So that's a form of love. So is that like a... Yeah, it's a form of love, sure. I mean, it's a sacrificial kind of like, hey, I've got a goal. I'm focusing on this. I'm sacrificing other things, you know, because I, I have a passion for yeah. this thing that I'm doing, right? And so, yeah. you know, you could say, yeah, I, I, I love that so much that I'm sacrificing, you know, you know if, it's, if it was a, a physical thing, it's like I'm sacrificing eating all those pizzas and hamburgers and stuff like that so I can reach my goal, right? Right? You know, because I, 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 I really feel passionate about that i have a love for that right but again these are these are different things we're talking about right like you know in in relationships you know there's that love of the butterflies in the stomach well that's not the same kind of love as the i'm willing to lay my life down for you Mm -hmm. right like that's a that's a whole different level yeah of stuff well perhaps it starts somewhere there and it's a good starting point it is that's why we we but, but we spend so much time not loving feelings. We should. Kids as long as we don't just yeah. stay at that one point, we go yeah. deeper. Yeah. Right? We got to go deeper. Yeah. And it kind of brings me back to the same thing with that, those values 
they're come from a consistent cultural kind of setup, whether it be faith or church or something that sure. that needs to prevail and needs to be present. I think people like you do a very tremendous work um, nowadays, and it's uh, it's great that there is a lot of different churches, you know. Uh, it's funny. It's just like appealing to different people's uh, tastes, yep. right? It's like, oh, I like this church. Sure. I like that. Even we had this conversation. Like, I started going to one church, and my wife was like, "Well, I kind of prefer the other church," you know. I'm like, seriously? Like, this is this shouldn't be a thing in my head. But at the same time, I need to be like, yeah, well, I see where she's coming from, mm-hmm. and that's fine. Yeah. yeah. So we agreed to alternate it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, and again, it's curiosity, right? Mm-hmm. Like I tell people this all the time. One thing I tell people this is everyone has values. Yeah. Right? Where those values come from, that's up to you. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and I also say this regularly, and I have for over 20 years. You have one life to live. I grew up in a faith tradition that said you have many lives to live. Mm-hmm. That's right. But in Christianity, we believe you have one life to live. But you have eternal life. You have eternal life, but you have one life here on this earth. Right. You have to choose who you're going to live that life for. Mm-hmm. Because there are gazillions of people that have come and gone who just live for one thing, and that was themselves. Mm-hmm. That's the battle. Mm-hmm. Like I fight that battle. Yeah, we all do. Right, we all do. Mm-hmm. Right, and going. Well, I just feel like I want to just do my own thing, and it's like, well, no, but that's not what you value, really, truly. Yeah, you know, you got to wrestle with that stuff. And then the other thing is with church stuff is, and I tell people this too, you be where you feel connected with the people that you're there with, right? That you, you are, you are connected in with the direction, the vision, because churches have different directions. Like Salvation Army, I love Salvation Army, but mm-hmm. they're really, really big into serving the downtrodden, right? Mm-hmm. More than, than we are. I mean, we do as well, but not to the degree the Salvation Army does. Mm-hmm. You know, from their foundation, from their roots, that was a high priority, Mm-hmm. Right and 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 so every church is a little different, right? Like mm-hmm. you said, and you're always there's always again, and we know this. This is just a reality. Wherever there's people, there's potential for, you know, things to not be well and not be following the right things. But we gotta watch for that stuff. So yeah, let me just see how how we do. Oh, an hour and a half almost. In. We're an hour and a half in. Yeah, serious. Yeah, I know. The time flies when you do this. I realized it last time. It's quite. We'll see. So yeah, one, one more question. Good. One more question. I have. What do you think are the main obstacles for um, the, the future generations to kind of go back into that, you know, valuing spirituality and using it for their, for their good? Sure. Main obstacles. Well, I think one of the main obstacles, and it's funny that I'll say this, but I think one of the main obstacles is the church. Okay. If we're not careful about being very open to inviting and changing the way we do like the message doesn't change yeah. but the methodology always has to change yeah right like so for example you know i'll speak on average 35 minutes or ever you know and but there are some people that speak for much much longer um but culturally is that is that helpful or not helpful or is even even one person speaking from the front is that helpful for the younger generation to want to engage yeah right you know cultures culture shifts around you not that we want to become like culture uh, but we want to engage culture, mm-hmm. right? And so, for the so an obstacle could be not the church not changing in its methodology of going. Hey, how do we how do we introduce people 
to faith. So, for example, we have a course called Alpha. Yeah. Uh, Alpha is done in many, many different churches. It's been done all over the world. And it's a course for people who are spiritually curious. That you, really, it's about coming and asking all kinds of questions. And it, it's a video series of very interactive, people asking people interviews, all kinds of really good stuff. Mm-hmm. Sitting around tables with people uh, and having conversations. Yeah. And asking, like, there's no weird questions. Like, that's a good thing. You do that here? We do that here. Yeah, we're running it right now. Yeah, it's an eight-week-long program we're running right now. We're three weeks in. It's, it's going to be on tonight. Really? Yeah, Wednesday nights. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah, but Alpha Alpha has been right. You can look up Alpha. It's, yeah. it's on YouTube. You can find yeah. it too. But it's really, really great. And P H O F Alpha A L P H A. It's been run all over the world. It kind of came out of a church in England, uh-huh. and um, it just is really great for for anybody who's a, a pre believer. Yeah. Right? So they're they're curious. They're spiritually curious. They get to come and ask all kinds of questions. So things like that are are really beneficial to the younger generation. You go oh. Like, I can go and I don't have to, like, sit there and go, I don't understand what anybody's saying. Like, I try to change the way I speak, even, like, as far as if I'm talking about something that's that's a, a, a Bible word or it's a very Christian word, I'll take a second and go, and in case you don't know what that means, let me break it down, you know. So that if somebody's watching online or they're sitting in the congregation and they don't have any of this background, they don't know any of the stories... You know, one of the biggest things we make a mistake of going is, oh, everyone knows that story, right? Yeah. Well, no, I, know. I, I don't know that story. Right. Can you just, like, you know, maybe you don't have to read the whole thing out, but why don't you just break it down really quick? Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So being not relatable, that's one thing. Uh, yeah. And then I would say on the other end, as far as out there, yeah, the younger generation, the thing that could that could make it difficult for them, I think, is probably, you know, the ongoing continuation of individualistic, um, not engaging people face to face as much, and so being in a community setting, you know, look at the rise of anxiety, yeah, and like debilitating anxiety, yeah, where you just like I I can't do this or I can't do that, and so resilience is, is I feel like is going down, yeah, right. Okay. So a lot of different I'd say maybe some mental health things that yeah. are maybe caused by or maybe. Um, kind of spurned on a little bit by some of our societal things that we're dealing with right now like yeah. you know, the, the digital age and all yeah. of those things right yeah. so so anyways it's a couple of things yeah. Milan. I, yeah. I hope there's that a bunch I'm sure I was just wondering what would you point about I liked it yeah thank you that's great well I planned for 40 minutes but we got another we got 20 more. yeah this could be a two-parter I know that's what I'm saying it's pretty like it's not that hard if you have something to say. Well, and I feel like I kind of know you too, right? You're not a stranger to me. So it's yeah. like, hey, we, we've known each other a few years now. And we've talked a little bit in the past about different things. Yeah. And, and so it's interesting to have a conversation with you. And I appreciate you inviting 100%. me to, yeah, yeah. to be a You were the first person I thought about. It's kind of like, yeah, I know Jazz a bit. And it would be like, a, yeah. not too much of a... No, I, I appreciate your curiosity and I appreciate your questions. And I love the conversation. Yeah. It's been really fun. Great. Well, perhaps we'll do it again. Sounds good. Thank you, Jazz. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, we did it. Got to make sure it worked, eh? <laughs> Delete. Whoops. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode. Please spare a moment and go to Spotify and rate my show. Also, if you have any feedback and thoughts, please share it with me. I always do appreciate when my listeners reach out. Thanks so much.